0: folks it's wednesday night that means that you're listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show i am your co-host bunkhouse bob joining me in just a few moments will be the lovely lady laura our co-host as well if you'd like to call in to us tonight you can call in at area code 213 816-1605 you can also follow us on twitter we're at uh at from the armory before we get going tonight folks i just wanted to uh, send out an apology i got a couple of uh Messages, Facebook messages, and I got a couple of tweets last week that some folks called in and weren't able to get through. Uh, I want to apologize. We do use Blog Talk Radio, which uh, if you've ever listened to Blog Talk Radio or talked to anybody that has used Blog Talk Radio, it has its share of problems at times. And one of those is calls getting dropped or people calling in uh, and it not showing up in our host queue. If you want to talk to me or Laura, you can press 1, And it uh, is supposed to alert us that you are on the line and and want to speak to us. Or you can simply hold, listen to the show, um, all that good stuff. So uh, if you tried to call last week and couldn't get through, we certainly apologize. We've got a great show for you. And and joining me right now, as always, somewhere in the cold weather belt is uh, lovely Laura. Laura, how are you tonight?
1: Hey, Bob. I'm a lot better than I was last week. And I want to thank everyone for sending me tweets and text messages and Facebook messages wishing me a speedy recovery. I really do appreciate it.
0: Well, we certainly are glad that you're feeling better. We'd also like to give a a big shout-out to uh, all of our friends that uh, are in the south, uh, whether it be in the Atlanta area, the Birmingham area, all the way down to Pensacola, Florida. A little cold snap, a little uh, inclement weather has got people turned around. If you don't have anything better to do, and you're sitting in your car and you're still stranded, you can always log on to iTunes, go into the search bar and type, type "Armory," go to the podcast section, click the podcast link, and it'll take you to our uh, our show. We are on iTunes, so if you're sitting in your car with nothing to do in Atlanta, you can uh, you can always do that. That reminds me of a song, Laura.
1: Oh Lordy, what kind of song is that, Bob? Well.
0: Instead of Bad Street, it could be Ice Street, Atlanta, GA.
1: Wow, um, I think Michael Hayes just threw up in his mouth somewhere. I'm not sure, but um,
0: yeah, uh, I'm sure he did. But he also lost his ponytail at one point in time too. But we're not going to get into that, <laughs> folks. We've got a really, we got a really big show for you. Joining us tonight is uh, a guy that uh, has his fingers on the pulse of the indie scene because he's an independent wrestler. Dean Richard is going to be joining us in the 8 o'clock hour. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. And, yes, you know, do. normally on our show, one of the things that we don't talk about is WWE. And the other thing that we don't talk about a lot is TNA. Uh, and that's for our own personal reasons. There are 100 shows that are on Blog Talk Radio that talk about WWE. They talk about TNA. That's all they concentrate on. They can give you a match-by-match breakdown of everything that occurred and the, three hours of Raw or two hours of SmackDown or, you know, one hour of main event or whatever it is. We simply don't do that. Our our focus is on independent wrestling. But, of course, you know, weeks will go by without any major stories developing. And lo and behold, today, the Internet exploded uh, because there were three stories that have popped up within the last 24 hours. Um, The first one, obviously, being CM Punk, quitting the WWE. Laura, you saw that, right?
1: I sure did. I like to have a heart attack.
0: Yeah, there's uh, a lot of bantering going on. And um, I can. This, this is what I will tell you. Okay, this is what I know. Uh, we are not a dirt sheet show. Uh, I'm not going to get into the ins and outs of things. If there's something that, that I know of that is from a reliable source that I can pass on to you and, and they tell me it's okay to tell you, Then we talk about it. If it's all based on innuendo and rumor, then we would be just like any other show. You know, speculating about what we think's best and what we know and and all that other business. This is what this is what I do know. There were several there there were two that I know of. Two reputable people in this business whom I saw put up posts that said that this is legitimate, that CM Punk has become disenfranchised with the machine, especially after the Royal Rumble, watching yeah. Dave Batista win the Royal Rumble after being absent from the WWE for a number of years, and he is fed up and had enough, and he's going to go home, and he's going to sit until his contract expires. Okay? Here's my take on it. It's one of two things, and it, I'm pretty black and white. Laura knows this. I'm kind of cut and dry It's either true that he has become tired of the machine, he's become tired of the schedule, no one keeps a more grueling schedule other than CM CM Punk, maybe with the exception of John Cena. He's become disenfranchised with the whole thing, and he has taken his ball and went home. Or, because our memories can be extremely short, this could be one of the most elaborate works that the WWE has put on in quite some time, going back to the pipe bomb that CM Punk did a couple of years ago. Walking out of the WWE with the title, I'm taking the title, I'm going back to Ring of Honor, you know, high Colt Cabana,
2: mm-hmm. the
0: whole nine yards.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: What, le- what leads me to believe this, Laura, and you, you can kind of see if you follow me on this, Ryback put out a comment about the whole situation. If I am Vince McMahon who has been in business for 50 years, the last person on the face of God's green earth that I'm going to let comment openly about one of my top three stars leaving the company because he's pissed off would be Ryback.
1: Yeah, and I, I think you're right. And if I were Vince McMahon, I would say everybody who has a Twitter and works for me is on, or Facebook, social media silent. Radio silence. We're not saying crap. If exactly. It's legit, you know? If it's legit. If it's legit. If it's legit. Pardon me. My I hope of... that no, it is legit. I hope that it is legit. I had posted on my Facebook earlier today that if you know if he is really leaving, you know, uh, Ken uh we need to get him on the phone. We need to get Punk on the phone. We need to get Punk in, in um, PWX, um we need to do this. And of course, you know, back and forth, uh, everybody's weighing in on that. But, you know, it does raise the question, does he go back? If it is true, does he go back to the Indies? Does he just sit at home and uh, get caught up on The Walking Dead? I don't know. I don't know. But it's going to be interesting either way to see how it all plays out.
0: Paul Heyman is probably the master of being able to pull off a work in the sense that he has the vision to be able to know what everybody's going to be thinking. And one of the things that someone brought up to me was, uh, well, you know, that he's been pulled, Punk's been pulled from events. Punk's been, uh, you know, that there's the ads have been changed. You know, Raw's been rewritten, mm-hmm. you know, this, that, and the other. Paul Heyman is such a wrestling genius like myself. That he would have had the forethought of mind to get in Vince's ear and say, "If we're going to do this, this is what needs to happen," you know, right. or with whomever. Go big or go home. Yep, yeah, exactly. my My gut feeling is is that I think there's just there's just too much there's just something funny about this. I could be completely wrong, and I, and if I'm wrong, I will certainly admit it. But to me, folks. I believe that this is 100% work, and only time will tell. They may have actually had people that did leak stuff out. Has anybody ever thought about that? Do you know? I'll go on and call my good friend so-and-so and and let him know, hey, don't let anybody know, the punk just walked out the door.
1: Right, right. And that very well could have happened, too. I mean...
0: I don't know. Time will tell. Again, you know, I have no information one way or the other. And even if I did, if it turned out to be an elaborate work, I may not even let anybody know. I'll just let you all enjoy the ride on it. We're coming up on <laughs> WrestleMania, Facebook. folks. We're coming up on WrestleMania, and I find it very <laughs> difficult to believe that you're going to take one of your let one of your top three stars just walk away. Just something I, just doesn't I, add up. I
1: concur. Yeah, I concur. On
0: yeah. On the other hand, the second big story that people were talking about, 213 816 is our number. The other big story that everybody was talking about, of course, was, and I did watch TNA this past week, um, was talking about uh, Sting losing his contract in TNA, losing to Magnus, so on and so forth. Um, you know, at the end of the match, you know, Sting gets pinned. Of course, they have a beatdown. He gets pinned. They tear up his contract, throw it down on him, you know, throw it down in his face and, you know, this, that, and the other, you know, Sting's done. Um, This is what I do know about Sting, and this comes from a a very reliable source that that I have as a a friend of mine. Uh, Sting has fulfilled his contract obligations with TNA. There were several sites that had reported that Sting has signed a deal with the WWE. I can tell you this. This is what I know. I have been told that Sting has not signed with the WWE, that it is very, very close, uh, but there are a couple of sticking points. Um, One of them is that he does not want to be an on-air performer, that he wants to be the rep or representative for the WCW side of the WWE streaming network. I was also told Ooh. that I was also told that in spite of what people believe, in spite of what people want, in spite of what the fans want, the dream match has been has been for a few years Sting versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania for the streak. I've been told that he does not want to participate in WrestleMania. But again, wow. who knows? Perhaps the money will be too much for, for someone to pass or, you know, maybe the pressure of it, uh, you know, something like that. But from everything that I have been told, uh, there has been no deal that has been signed. There are some folks that are saying that he's signed a Legends contract. Um, there are other folks that are saying that, you know, it's done, you know, the ink's done dried and he'll be at WrestleMania and blah, blah, blah. Everybody was expecting him to show up at the Royal Rumble And then when he didn't show up at the Rumble, folks thought, well, certainly he'll be on Raw the next night to start some kind of a program. Was he at the Rumble, Laura?
1: Um, Was who at the Rumble? Was Sting at the Rumble?
0: Was Sting at the Rumble?
1: Not that that I'm aware of. He might have been backstage, but he did not come out during the Rumble, no.
0: Was he on Raw the next night?
1: No, he was not.
0: Okay. There you go, folks. The proof is in the pudding. Okay. Again, you know, I'm only passing on the information that I know of. I am more than certain that he will sign with the WWE. I don't know what capacity he'll be with at at the WWE, but that's what I know so far. So the uh, the last thing I wanted to get into there was another thing that, that that popped up today. We're going to we're just going to swing three times. We'll probably strike out, I will, on all of them, but,
1: you know, that's
0: okay. The last one was is that there was a, a picture posted up today by TMZ of a mugshot of Matt Hardy and his wife, uh, Ribby Sky, Ribby Hardy. Uh, both of them obviously had cuts and bruises on their faces, and this resulted as an altercation that had happened in, in Virginia at a hotel room. And it was portrayed that it was breaking news. Folks, if you do a little back look on this, this stems from an incident that happened on January the 1st of this year. Why it is that we're now on January 29th and everybody's just decided to pick up on this, uh, your guess is as good as mine. Um, It very well could be to do with the fact that um, Ribby has a – has a Playboy deal coming out, um, I believe, and I just had it up here just a minute ago. She has a uh, a video and a pictorial uh, on at Playboy and playboyplus.com on February 2nd. I Again, the timing on this really, really stinks. You know, I don't know what happened, but this is what I can tell you. I've met Matt Hardy. I've talked to Matt Hardy several times. I've met Reby. I've talked to her several times. Both were, were class acts in front of me, uh, Very, very nice with the fans. You know, I don't know what happened behind closed doors in a hotel room. You know, it's obvious from the picture and from the arrest record and all that other stuff that obviously they got into some type of altercation with one another. You know, But I, I don't know. You know. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. I personally think it's rather pissy of TMZ to pick up on this 28 days later and make this sound like this is an event that just took place last night at 4 in the morning when, in fact, it happened you know, at the beginning of January and seemingly nobody picked up on it. So I, I don't know, Laura. What do you think?
1: I'm no fan of Matt Hardy, as you know, Um, but I I do believe that it is um, unfortunate that if they were going to cover it, why didn't they cover it earlier, you know? Right. I don't know if things just leaked out. I don't know. I do think you have a point about it's very coincidental she's getting ready to do, you know, something for Playboy or has done something for Playboy, It's getting ready to come out, and now this comes out, you know, and there's no such thing as bad publicity these days. Seemingly so. so. There you go.
0: Yeah. I I don't know, folks. It it just, uh, like I said, timing on on all this stuff is, it seems to be the key with any story. And, you know, we're two out of three on them, you know. So the punk thing, you know, and the mad thing, the timing on it just seems weird to me. And, you know, of course, we'll see what happens with Sting. 213-816-1605. I wanted to... uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, a friend of ours, Shafi Abraham, uh, who have uh, worked with in the past on another show. I picked this up off of Facebook. There was a YouTube link. Uh, he had an interview with Daniel Bryan uh, and got a really, really good interview out of him in a short period of time. I think the interview time was only like 15 minutes, 17 minutes, something like this. And they talked about everything from uh, uh, his time in Ring of Honor to his current run in the WWE, uh, it was for it was conducted for a, a radio station, WGRD-FM, out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, when they just did their little loop through, through Michigan. If you get a chance, you need to check out that interview. There's some really, really cool stuff in there. Uh, I think at one point in the interview, Shafee uh, asked him, you know, why the, why it took so long for the WWE to get behind of him. And Daniel's pretty honest and pretty upfront about it, and I'm pretty sure that he says something along the lines that that the w w e just didn't see any money in him that they didn't feel like he would be a main event draw and of course, we know that that's completely wrong after the uh Royal rumble debacle this past uh this past weekend uh but a very very cool interview um if you get a chance, you need to check that out it's on uh if you go to my Facebook page or you go to Laura's Facebook page, I know that I shared it. Um, very cool. Did you happen to see
2: it, Laura?
1: I've not been able to watch it uh, or listen to it yet, but I did see the, the post on there, and I was really happy to see Shafee um, getting uh, getting that out there, you know?
0: Yeah, it was a very, very cool interview. I mean, he was pretty he – was, he was very straightforward, very honest uh, with his answers, so I was – was very cool uh hearing that and uh one the one other thing that i did want to mention i personally did not watch the royal rumble um and from (laughs) everything that i heard i'm probably glad that i didn't i am not a dave batista fan in the slightest um you know and i I shared those sentiments on my facebook page Uh, i have a very difficult time with the wwe as it is but when we get to this point in time in the year when we get around the rumble going on the road to wrestlemania uh You know, the past three years now, we've gotten a part-time star, in my opinion, you know, pulled out of the closet, dusted off, and put back into action, you know, twice being The Rock, and then, you know, now Dave Bautista. You know, and to me, I think it's it's an insult to the fans. I think it's taking money out of my pocket or out of other people's pockets to see somebody that has no relevance – Right now, in this day and age in wrestling, uh, I- I'm honestly to believe that that Dave Batista is the best choice to go into WrestleMania. You know, off the Royal Rumble win, that that's a bunch of malarkey. You know, that's just that's just my opinion. Uh, you know, I could I could see why you know Daniel Bryan or CM Punk or or some of the guys in the back would be pissed to have this guy swall you know go on and her on in, just like the Rock did. You know. And go on and take up a spot for somebody to be, you know, at the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania. You know that that's just my opinion. You know, I, I just I don't care for it. I don't like it at all. You know, so that's what I know. Uh, I wanted to uh, cover. We had a an event with uh, CWF Mid Atlantic um, that was held in Gibsonville, North Carolina and I'm sorry, folks, I'm looking at two different things. My apologies. Gibsonville, North Carolina, was uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic was called Night of Grudges, and I wanted to give you a match breakdown on this. The team of Garrett, Wesson, and uh, Kanderak defeated the team of Jimmy Parker and the Killbillies. Uh, Lance Lude, who I'm still waiting to get an email back from, Lance, if you're listening, beat Chet Sterling. (laughs) Lance. Uh, Let's see, Mid-Atlantic tag champs. Mecca Mercenary and Michael McAllister defeated three teams in a gauntlet match to retain the uh, CWF Mid Atlantic Tag Team titles. I was kind of interested about that. That's you don't get that that often. Uh, a gauntlet match uh, for for to face three teams for the tag team titles. That I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, let's see Chase Dakota uh, retains the Mid Atlantic TV title by beating. Uh, uh, I think it's bad attitude. Uh, let's see, Zane Dawson beat Adam Page for a future title shot against uh, PWI champion, uh, Laura's fourth favorite wrestler, Shane Helms.
1: Lord have mercy.
0: Rick Converse defeated Walter Eaton, uh, and there was a wild brawl at the end of that match. Uh, Corey Edsel defeated Manny Garcia uh, with CWF heavyweight title implications. And then Donnie Dollars defeated Nick Richards in a uh, a what was a, a very sickening dog collar match, I will say, uh, that involved chairs, thumbtacks, and a barbed wire bat. Uh the next event There you go. Yeah, the next event for uh, CWF uh is February the eighth and is being billed as a night of Ultra J Junior heavyweights. You can find out that information on uh CWF Mid Atlantic, it's at uh www.cwf247.com, and this is one of those uh, promotions, Laura, that that I've tried to keep my eye on uh, because they've got some uh, they've got some good stuff there. I like uh, I like some of their uh, some of their matchups and what they've got going on there.
1: Well, shoot, yeah, I mean Adam Page, you know, we've talked about him and, and what we think you know is going to happen with him. You know, one day he's going nowhere but to, to the top.
0: Right, um, and um, I was just uh, sitting here and going through some other notes, and I received a text message, and uh, I apologize. I'm 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 here on air, passing the time of day, reading text messages, and <laughs> eating Twizzlers, on, and you know, forgetting <laughs> that we're on a live worldwide program. You know, what the hell? At any yeah, rate, come on, I know, I gotta get it together. I gotta get it together. <laughs> <laughs> now well, I'm getting another
2: text. Well, <laughs> now I'm
0: getting another text. The person that sent to me sorry, Bob. That's okay, you're not distracting me in the slightest. I'm uh, you know, I'm I'm easily distracted. <laughs> so you don't have to apologize. Well, it's good to know that I people t- are listening and sending us text at the same time.
1: At the same time, yeah. Well I tell you what while you get it together, I'll talk about N W A Smoky Mountain, how's that
0: thing? I appreciate the help.
1: Well ladies and gentlemen Or y'all as I like to call everybody NWA Smoky Mountain will be in Kingsport, Tennessee I've got to get out to these shows Kingsport is maybe two hours from me Gibsonville is maybe two hours from me Got to start doing this stuff We'll be live in Kingsport, Tennessee On Saturday, February 1st At the Kingsport Civic Center Excuse me The Kingsport Civic Auditorium With an 8 p.m. bell time this is cards being billed as Encore twenty fourteen. Features Jason Kincaid versus Chase Owens. Chase Owens from uh, I've seen him in P W X. He's pretty dang good. This is gonna be in a yeah. table la- tables, ladders and chairs match. Uh, also our good friend, um, Cedric Alexander will be facing the Reaper, Matt Conrad. Um You can get the full card information at www.nwa.smokymountain.com.
0: I'm really interested in that Jason Kincaid and Chase Owens match. You and I have talked about Jason Kincaid before. Oh, yeah, he's
2: awesome.
0: I I watched him in TCW, and I've I've seen him uh, wrestle in a couple other organizations. And uh, if I'm not mistaken – I believe that he is the longest reigning junior heavyweight champ in NWA Smoky Mountain history. Um,
1: I think you're right.
0: I think that um, I think the thing, and you and know, I have talked about this before off-air, I think the thing that throws people off about Jason Kincaid, and I've seen some crazy get-ups in wrestling, and I know you have too. I've seen everything from... <laughs> a grown man coming out and wrestling in a diaper to the yeti okay right <laughs> uh, so there's not much that really surprises me but the the outfit uh you know just i I don't know what it is I I don't I I don't get it I don't it's like a I don't know it, it's like a velcro spandex <laughs> felt-looking right. outfit, and he's got his hair right, and some weird dreads, which doesn't even bother me. He wears a, and it has a black mouth guard in, but he just – there's something about that get-up. You know? Well, it's certainly
1: attention-catching. Uh, I follow him on um, Instagram, and he has some great stuff on there. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I – And I think it's just, you know, he's wanting to grab people's attention, you know. I guess he doesn't want to, like, blend into the crowd, you know.
0: Yeah, I I think you're right. I'm just curious if that he changed ring attire. Uh, I wonder what that would do for him. I mean, because the the guy has got mad skills. Like I said, I'm very interested about this event. I would pay... I would pay just to see that match alone, because I'm telling you, if you, if folks, if you haven't Google him or YouTube Jason, and I believe his moniker in NWA in, in is uh, the Gift Kincaid.
2: Google mm-hmm. him or mm-hmm. YouTube
0: him and check out one of his matches, because this guy's just crazy. I mean, I, I, I think, I, th- I think so. You know, I, I, I think so. So. Oh yeah, I, I, I think it's just
1: something to. To um you know stand out, and he may you know wear some kind of mouth guard or something too, you know
0: it's possible i you know i am not sure what his ring of attire is there, but unless I digress anyway so um I know that pro wrestling gorilla a lot of people have been wondering what's been going on with pro wrestling gorilla, and uh I do know that they have a uh, an event it's called DD, ddt d t four uh from Reseda, California. The American Legion Post, number 308. This is a, a tag team tournament with some great wrestlers and matchups in this, and PWG is, is famous for this. Uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent versus Johnny Goodtime and Johnny Yuma. Some folks may know them from uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Peter Avalon and Ray Rosa, which is PP Ray, in Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. I like them a lot. Uh, versus Brian Cage and Michael Elgin. Uh, ACH and AR Fox versus Rich Swan and Ricochet. There is a singles match, and I know that um, as of airtime, I believe this match is still supposed to happen. This is Tommaso Ciampa versus Roderick Strong. Some folks know I, I put up a, a thing on my Facebook about Roderick Strong being uh, pulled from a, a Ring of Honor card in Pittsburgh, I believe it was, and Cedric being inserted um uh, due to the uh I believe the, the injury that he sustained uh facing A.J. Styles. Um I don't know how much of that is legitimate and how much it isn't. I mean it was just a few short weeks ago, you know, BJ Whitmer was nearly paralyzed and retired in the ring and yet he's still wrestling. So, you know, I, I can't tell you that. Uh there's much, much more on this uh this in this event. You can find uh their website is uh dot com. um i i have i have watched one PWG event um uh, really like really like the talent that's there you know Adam Cole comes out there and uh you know a lot of the other guys Oh that yes you see,
1: Adam Cole
0: Yes Adam Cole yes uh there are there are a lot of guys that that, that you see out that way at, uh that that everybody's familiar with so it's not like we're talking about people that uh that, that that you're not familiar with. So if you get a chance, check that out. Let's see yeah. here. Laura, you watched or you have some results.
1: Uh, I have some results from Shine. Unfortunately, I didn't watch it. And after reading them, I wish I had of Because okay. um, these girls, I've seen them before. They can go. This is not no... Oh, let's have a cake walk around the ring and and or in the ring and let's you know dress up for Halloween. No, 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 no. These girls, they go. And let me just uh, run down some of the results here. First of all, the show began with a ten bell salute for Mae Young. Uh, the entire roster around the ringside. I think that was wonderful for them to pay homage to um, uh, such a pioneer, such a great. She makes me smile every time I, I think about her and say her name, uh, Mae Young. Uh, however, on the way back to the um, ring, is it Navia? That's how you say her name? I just want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right.
2: I believe that's and Leva, right. A, yes.
1: And Leva Bates got into a fight. Um, mm-hmm. Kimberly beat Sojo Bolt with a Samoan drop. Amber O'Neill, we know her from um, PWX and a couple of other promotions. Pinned La Rosa Negra. Uh, Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez defeated Sue Young. Um, Shine will hold an 18 tournament at Shine 17 on February 28th to crown its first tag team champions. Mm. Sounds great to me. Yeah. Serena D beat uh, Santana Garrett. Uh, Amazing Kong. I would love to see her uh, somewhere close. Uh, pinned Made. Uh the Buddy System uh beat the, N, the SN, SN, SNS Express, which is uh a good friend two good friends of yours, Sassy Steffi and uh Jesse bells Smithers. Yes.
2: Uh, the, the Buddy S&S System
1: Press. Yeah, the Buddy System's made up of Solo Darling and Heidi Lovelace. Uh Allison K uh defeated uh Actually, Allison Kaye and Jessica Havoc uh, went to a double knockout in a no-DQ match. When do and you I hear heard, about no-DQ in women's wrestling?
0: Right, and I heard that that was probably one of the most hardest-hitting matches uh, in women's wrestling in some time. Uh, I had to understand that at the beginning of that match, Jessica Havoc came out and tried to put a, uh, a stiff boot to Allison and ended up knocking the ref out, and the ref was out for most of the match and they just went nuts on one another
1: well i mean like i said these girls go this is not any kind of you know bandy pandy kind of stuff we're used to in some other promotion
2: mm-hmm.
1: um just a couple more we got navia she uh pinned leva fate mm-hmm. uh angelina love uh be um uh, leavon dutch mm-hmm. um and Leah attacked angelina after the bell now, this is mm-hmm. interesting, I think. Uh, the main event, Ivelisse pinned Rain with the code red to win the Shine Championship. So we got a new uh, Shine Champion.
2: Uh, Rain
1: then told Eva um, Elise that she's no longer part of Valkyrie.
2: Yeah. And then
1: was beaten down by her former stablemates, Havoc, O'Neal, Deeb, and Love made the save. But Serena hit Ivelisse over the head with the title belt and joined Valkyrie. So had a little bit of a heel turn there. Mm -hmm. So um, this stuff sounds good. And like I said, I hate like the devil that I did not catch it. But the next time it comes on, you can best believe that that is exactly what I'm going to do.
2: Because that right
1: there sounds like stuff I want to see.
0: Yeah, and, and folks have asked us, You know, uh, when are you going to be able to get some female wrestlers on? When are you going to get some people coming on that maybe perform at Shine or at Shimmer? I'm not going to give anything away. Uh, I'm not going to give you any names because then you'd be like, oh, well, you know, they just gave the name away. I can tell you, folks, that coming up within the next two months, we will have two top talents From Shine on our program, so if you are a Shine wrestling fan, you need to be listening to this show because we will bring you two talents from Shine onto our show. We 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 hear what you ask for. I don't know what other people do, but we hear what you ask for, and and we're going to get it to you. So there you go. We deliver.
1: We deliver. Um, want to talk a little bit about Dragon Gate? Um. If you're an indie fan and you don't know what Dragon Gate is, shame on you. Um, (laughs) I I mean, seriously. Uh, That and Evolve and and PWX2, shame on you. Go Google. Um, Dragon Gate is preparing to return to Queens, New York on February 22nd. And in Brooklyn on February 23rd. And tickets are now available at at DGUSA.tv. Um, they're going to have some uh, Japanese wrestlers from Dragon Gate confirmed in the next couple weeks, I believe. But um, what they've got so far right now is that uh, Fire Ant and Jigsaw are going to be in a grudge match in Brooklyn. Um, also, um, Johnny Gargano is going to take on Roderick Strong for the DGUSA title. Yes. A.R. Fox is going to take on Chris Hero for the Evolve title. Now that right there is going to be some good stuff. And mm-hmm. Fire Ant is going to take on um, Jigsaw, like I said before. Um just want to run down um, not any matches signed as of yet. Uh, I haven't just received an email, but these are the people who are you know, booked to be there. Rich Swan just saw him mm-hmm. in PWX against Davey right. Richards. Phenomenal. Uh, Trent Beretta and Anthony Neese of the premier athletic brand, the Bravado Brothers, my new favorite tag team. Um, <laughs> uh, what are you laughing for?
0: Nothing. I just I cannot. I'm not allowed to laugh. I,
1: no, you know, I'm just curious because you're always laughing at me for some reason. Um, no. We're gonna have Chuck Taylor, my BFF, Cable calmly. He's gonna be on the card. Uh, and Shane Strickland. So it sounds like an action-packed card. Um, going to have to probably get those pay-per-views, except for that one's going to be the Night of $5 Wrestling, so, or we'll be in Concord. But, um, I, you know, I didn't get any information about that card in Tennessee. I never did. Um okay. Never got that information, but um, we, well, can well, we can talk about something else.
0: Well, we can do okay, this. We, 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 well, we okay. can do this, is that uh, that Laura had a friend that went to a show uh, in Tennessee mm-hmm. that there was one particular person that was on, which is Laura's fourth favorite wrestler in the world. That would be Shane Helms because he still dresses Lord. like the Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> and what did your friend tell you about this particular card in Tennessee?
1: that it
0: was the shit. <laughs> <laughs> see, I knew I'd get you to say it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's see. I want to run this down. Uh, Ring of Honor results, Pittsburgh Finest. Uh, this was from January 25th. Uh, this was a good show. Uh, unfortunately, Paul London was not able to compete uh, at this event due to some travel issues. Uh, and... You know when I p- said previously that BJ Whitmer had a you know injury, came in the ring, cried, said Jimmy Jacobs needed to have his job back. You know and he retired, blah blah blah. Well, BJ Whitmer and Jimmy Jacobs defeated ACH and TD Thomas in Pittsburgh. So that's what I can tell you about people being injured. Uh, Hanson won the top prospect tournament that Ring of Honor was putting on. Michael Bennett defeated Rhett Titus. Also known as the romantic tu- romantic touch, rheumatic. I've got rheumatic fever. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa beat Taven and Jay Lethal uh, in a three way uh, three way match to, to retain the Ring of Honor TV title. Uh, Cedric Alexander beat Andrew Everett in a terrific in a terrific match. I can't talk now. Uh, from what I was told, the crowd after the match stood and chanted. That was awesome. So. You know, I already knew that when Cedric was in the match. So you know, uh, exactly. Kevin Steen, exactly. Kevin, Kevin Steen beat Kyle O'Reilly, Hero, and uh, Elgin defeated Cole and Hardy and the Briscoes. And I heard conflicting reports after the match that Chris Hero would get a title shot at Cole, but then I read something else, another post that said Michael Elgin got on the microphone. And told the crowd that he would be Ring of Honor champ by the time Ring of Honor comes back to Pittsburgh. So I don't uh, I don't quite know what's going on with Ring of Honor, uh, and that's not unusual because you know, folks. I like to stay connected, and and I've made some friends in this business, and and this is what I know, and and, and it's on our on our, on our website. Um, that we talk about wrestling, that we would pay to go see, and if we don't like it, we're not going to talk about it. Uh, But something that I will tell you that I found out, and I found it kind of disturbing, is that I have a friend uh, in this business that runs a legitimate business um, that was getting phone calls from management and ring of honor uh, basically uh, threatening them and uh, wanting to pull talent. And a lot of times... You know, I don't know everything that goes on, uh, you know, behind the scenes. And, you know, I, I'm not a sponsor or I'm not, you know, linked in financially uh, to any promotion one way or the other. But if promotions are going to try to bulldog other promotions because they're getting noticed, they're getting higher crowd attendance, they're getting better uh, reviews for matches, uh, they're winning fans over. Uh, if that's the type of business that you want to run, and your company is named Ring of Honor, it doesn't sound like it's too honorable to me. And that's all I'm going to say about that.
1: Wow, that is um, that's some pretty deep stuff there, Bob.
0: Well, you know, uh, I don't I don't like it when. People go out on faith with me and find out that I am exactly what I say that I am or we are exactly what we say we are, and we put our faith into them, and we get the same reciprocation. I mean, we're we're treated the way that we would treat other people, you know, and it's not going to get all spiritual or anything on anybody, and I understand that business is business, but I also know that there's a way to do good business, And I also understand there's a way to do bad business. And if promotions are bulldogging one another simply for the fact that they're getting more attention at a particular point in time, because I'm a firm believer that not only in wrestling, everything in life is secular. It all comes back around. And at that point in time, they're getting a better look than what you may be getting. That's no reason to start calling out the dogs and calling people and threatening them. So that's all I'm going to say.
1: That's all you have to say about that, huh?
0: Yes, Forrest. That's all I have to say about that.
1: <laughs> now, I
0: know that you had some news for us on PWMIC, <laughs> and you had some news for us I on
1: sure do.
0: some other stuff, too.
1: Well, um, as I had reported last week, um, Country Jack called out Eddie Edwards and uh, Roger Strong um, the Dojo Bros. Okay. Well, Roderick tweets out a couple of days ago and says, you know, due to some contractual obligations, new contractual obligations, Eddie Edwards will not make uh the first night of uh Rise of the Champion or you know, the pay or the, the two pay per views that P W X is having. But he's looking for a partner. Okay? Mm-hmm. A little while later, he tweets out, found a partner. And this is really interesting. I like the way they're doing this. They've announced the Dojo Bros present Eddie and the Edwards.
2: <laughs>
1: it, it makes no sense, but I love it. I love it. Um, it's going to be Roderick Strong and Trent beretta versus Country Jack, Saturday, nice. February 15th in Concord, North Carolina, at okay. PWX Rise of the Champions 9. Very cool. Um, so that's the news I had for PWX. Um, I I've also
0: have... I've got something I want to add to that, if I can, if you don't mind, Laura. Sure. I hate to interrupt you. The uh, <laughs> the thing with Eddie Edwards and, and Davey Richards, the American Wolves, everybody knows that they're familiar with and Ring of Honor and all that, We're signed to a developmental deal in WWE, a tryout, so to speak, after they burn their bridge with Ring of Honor. Well, you know, they burn their bridge with Ring of Honor. WWE says, "Eh, you know what, guys, thanks, but no thanks. You're not exactly what we're looking for. So then they get a deal with TNA, and they're signed to a one-year deal with TNA. Now, all of a sudden, TNA feels threatened and the contractual obligation thing basically they were pulled from the card because tna does not want them wrestling for anybody else because tna feels that they're going to strap their saddlebag to the backs of these two guys and have them carry them forward you know on thursday we talked about uh, watching impact out with the old and with the new this is the new era So this is this is how we're going to conduct business even though tna in the past has had no problem with folks like Robbie E., uh, Brooke, um, Bubba Ray, Samoa Joe, several other wrestlers working independent shows. Uh, Because I know this for a fact, because I've been to two independent shows where Robbie E. was on the card and wrestled as Robbie E. Yes, so, you know, when we talked about you know, doing bulldog business, that's the kind of bulldog business that we're talking about. Their contractual obligation basically was they were told not to show, okay? Mm. And I, I, got a, uh, I got some good news for the fans, and I'm going to put this link up on the website sometime tonight if I don't fall asleep before midnight, and you're going to hear this here first. There is a discount code for tickets exclusively or live from the Armory wrestling show for the PWX show in Concord. I'm going to uh, give you no. I'm going to give you the code right now and I'm going to put the link up on our website tonight. The code which will be uh, it'll give you $4 off any ticket for the Rise of Champion 9 show in Concord is PWXLFA4. Again, that code PWXLFA4. That gives you $4 off any ticket. Tickets can be found at PWXProWrestling.com backslash tickets. What this does, folks, this makes kids under age 10, they can get in for the grand total of $1. General admission and uh, general admission for adults that would put your ticket prices at eleven dollars. So if you're a fan of PWX and you need a code for tickets to give you four bucks off, I don't know what four bucks is going to get you. Might get you a cold drink, you know. Might get you a bag of peanuts, you know. If you want to, you could give me the four dollar kickback. I'm just kidding, but you can get that four dollar <laughs> discount only by using that code, which is exclusive to our show. So, I want to thank the good people at PWX. I want to thank Brian for uh, hooking that up for us. I was trying to wait to spring that on you at the right, proper time, and I'll, I'll repeat it again before the uh, the end of the show. But uh, you want a four dollar off on your ticket for Concord for Rise of the Champion Nine? Go to the website, enter in PWXLFA4, get you a four dollar discount on those tickets.
1: Wow, that is. Absolutely awesome. Now, that's even a surprise to me.
0: See, I, I even pull stuff out that nobody knows about, and it's all good.
1: See, because uh, cause you're sneaky like that, Bob. You really are. I am. I am.
0: If it was bad news, I'd tell you right up front. I don't have time for I was bad gonna say, news. are
1: you gonna become, you know, bad news, Bob? Like bad news, Barrett? I thought, ah. you know, I've got good news and I've got bad news, and I thought, oh no. But it was How'd good like news, be- and it was all good. How
0: would you how would you like to be saddled with that gimmick?
1: Get to stand out say, there and tell. Oh. You know, can you just cut me loose right now? <laughs> so,
0: what can you tell me about Milestone Wrestling?
1: Well, I've got to get to one of these cards. I'm telling you, I, I I've got to. It's it's some crazy stuff here, folks. Milestone uh, Wrestling. uh, had a card. In Hickory, uh, the 25th, which was this past Saturday, we'll run down the results. And I hate I missed this match. Belton Creedmoor defeated Fireball, Mad Dog, and Prozac in a, excuse my French, ladies and gentlemen, clusterfuck death match.
0: This is a Uh, family-friendly show. This is a family-friendly show, and I can't have you using words like clusterfuck on it.
2: (laughs) You just said it.
0: Oh, I did, didn't I? My fault. My apologies. Yes,
2: you did. I apologize oh, okay. for myself my and more. <laughs> when
1: I when I say excuse my French, you know something bad's gonna happen.
0: Well we um, we, oui, oui, madame.
1: We oui, we oui. okay. Um Mickey McGuire defeated Little Donnie. Eric Adams and Jason Cross defeated the young guns. Trey Chaos defeated Tristan Ramsey and Mike Levy in a three way. Our good friend Terry Houston defeated Rusty Rodriguez in a Singapore cane match. Now you know that Ooh. had to
2: be
0: Brutal. That'd be
1: bad. Brutal. Brutal. Um Zane Riley defeated Mosi I think it's Camo. Um and Colt forty five defeated, defeated Matt Raby for the Smash Smash Mouth Championship. Now
0: What championship that? in two that?
1: weeks. <laughs> Pardon me The Smash Mouth Championship
2: Okay, alright
1: Which I believe is Milestone's championship Saturday, February 8th mm-hmm. um, I wish that I could go to this I don't think I'm going to be able to It's uh, called Hardcore Heartbreak Bell time okay. is 8pm Tickets are $8 Hickory National Guard Armory um, There's going to be a Smash Mouth death match: Colt 45 versus Rusty Rodriguez Mm-hmm. This is this is the one I want to go see and excuse my French again. Five dollar wrestling, clusterfuck death match. Terry Houston, Jeff Hart. Terry Houston and Jeff Hart in a death match.
2: Together. Oh
1: my god. Lil Donnie. Raider Rock. Lord. And Anthrax. He is a milestone wrestler. And Where Showtime Dynamite is the special guest referee.
0: I should have been a special guest referee.
1: Yes, you should have, Bob. I mean you you and you know you probably still could talk to some people. I know you've got, you know, connections and all this and Well,
0: well I, the only I really problem think... The only problem is is that my referee's license has expired in North Carolina. So that's the uh that's the only drawback to that whole thing and I don't think there's enough time to get the paperwork pushed through. But, uh, that right there, folks. If you're not familiar with uh, Milestone, and you're not familiar with uh, uh, Five Dollar Wrestling, and you're not familiar with with some of those names that we've we've said, Hardcore Terry Houston, good good friend, uh, Jeff Hart, Raider Rock. Uh, if, if you're not familiar with uh, <laughs> with some of the uh, some of the stuff that I've had the privilege of listening to, you have no idea. Of what you are missing Uh, and and you have no clue earthly idea uh, of what we're talking about and uh, at some point in time I know that we're going to have a couple of the uh, the five dollar wrestling crew on the show Uh, I'm not going to give anything away I'm not giving out any names and I'm not going to tell you when but they're coming up very very shortly very quickly and uh, always great to talk to those guys. A lot of people uh, like to poke fun at $5 wrestling. Uh, a lot of people like to uh, complain that it's not real wrestling and, uh, you know, this, that, and the other.
2: Uh,
0: of the of the $5 wrestlers that, that Laura and I have had the privilege of talking to, and, and, and one of them I call a friend in, in Terry Houston, uh, and I've spoken to Big Donnie, the $5 wrestling heavyweight champ, spoken to Freight Train you will you will find i guarantee you you will find no one that has more passion or loves this business more good bad or indifferent however you feel about them and what they do you will find no one bar none that has more passion and heart than these fellows here and that that's the god's honest truth my hand to god
1: mhm you're exactly right you're exactly right
0: so I'm uh, I'm I'm pissed. I'm pissed I live in the wrong damn area.
2: You do? Uh, you know, I mean, seriously. I mean, I, gotta, you need I to, have to
0: drive four hours. Me... I know it. I'd have to drive four hours down south to see Wildcat, which I wouldn't mind doing, except it's like the longest four-hour drive ever to go down and see Luke and, and some of those other folks. Uh, people did ask me, after the interview that we had last week with Matt Riviera, who came on and talked about Mid South and all that, you know, didn't you, you know? Why didn't you get any, informor, any more information about TCW? Uh, what's going on? This, that, and the other. I can tell you, folks, that uh, without a doubt, um, and this was asked of Matt on a couple of other shows, and it was put up on the website. It is my firm gut feeling that. On the TCW website, the next live event that they have listed is the Mid-South Wrestling Legends Fan Fest. There are no dates booked between now and April uh, 4th on that Friday when that event happens. That is a very, very strong indicator to me that that promotion uh, simply is, I don't know any other way to put this, I don't believe that they'll be around much longer. I'm not saying that they're folded up or they're out of business. I can't, I can't say that for 100% truth, uh, but, you know, they only have one live event listed. The TV, they're going over the best of TCW now. Uh, usually that's not a good sign. So that's what no, I can tell you for all. sure. So, you know, one live event and you got best of classics on, uh, on their Saturday night slot, you can you can put two and two together from there. Now Matt did say that they had some other things going on. I know that they're, he's involved in Elite Championship Wrestling out of Homer, Louisiana. But you know, other than that, I can't tell you. I, I I would wish that I could tell you that yes, TCW is going to be back on and this, that, and the other. My gut says no, but you know, we'll all find out together. So
2: you
0: yeah, know, that's what I know. That's what I know. And
2: uh, that's what you know. We're,
0: that's what I know. 213-816-1605, and I'm going to get on the line. A guy, and I'm going to be one hundred percent honest with you. I'm not. I'm not one hundred percent familiar with Dean Richards, which is kind of refreshing. You know, I mean,
1: Dean's great.
0: There's a lot of folks that 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 I know and have information on, and uh, you know, have talked to in the past, and, and that's always nice. But it's also nice to talk to somebody that you've never talked to. So we're going to get Dean on the line. Very true.
2: Woohoo! Yellow.
0: Hi, Dean. <laughs> yep. Hey, this is Bunkhouse Bob from the uh, live from the Armory Wrestling Show. How are you, sir?
3: I'm great. How is it?
0: Well, you know, we're getting it. We're swinging and ducking. We're live on the air, and uh, with me on the phone is uh, our co-host, lovely Laura. Of course. How you doing, Laura? Look,
1: I'm doing. I'm doing well, Dean. How about you? Awesome. <laughs>
0: Dean, I was just telling everybody before we uh, before we made the phone call and uh, and called you, there are a lot of folks that I'm familiar with, and that's always cool and then there are folks that I'm not familiar with and have just learned about and sometimes that's cool because it's refreshing you know to be able to talk to talk to new people in the wrestling business and I'll be 100% honest with you I'm really not that familiar uh with a lot of uh, a lot of your matches and and how how things came about for you so we're just going to go with it how does that sound
3: that works for me man fire away
0: okay. <laughs> all right Dean, can uh, you tell us a little bit about uh, what made you first want to get into professional wrestling?
3: Uh, it goes back a long time, and I've I've wanted to be a wrestler since probably I was in diapers. Wow! And uh, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Uh, some of my earliest memories were of watching wrestling. It's just something I've always wanted to do.
0: Now, now growing up. Um, where was there a particular uh, promotion that that you had access to or that that you watched one over top the other was was there their uh, WWE or NWA or or what what, what did you watch
3: well it was mostly uh early 90s were WWF oh. and uh I didn't get to watch NWA much and then you know late 90s during the Monday Night Wars it was both and I was as soon as eight o'clock hit I was watching Nitro and then from nine to ten I was back and forth between Raw and Nitro and then of course ten to eleven I was finishing up on Raw.
0: Now being from that time era, because you know, I'm, I've been a fan and I'm gonna date myself for you, I, I can remember first watching professional wrestling in nineteen seventy eight is when I first started watching <laughs> it. So having gone yeah. through and Yeah. And and having gone through and, and watched it and knowing what the Monday night wars were you know, and what they meant to wrestling, from your perspective, was it just, you know, this is cool as hell, or had you already started buying into the business? Did you kind of get the idea of what was going on?
3: At the point, I mean, I I, I had a, a sense of what was going on, but at that point, I was still pretty young, and I was just, I was so much of a fan that I was, I ate everything they, they threw out of it. Was, it was great. And the thing was, is they were they were so good at competing that they just made each other better. And I, towards the end, I was a WWF fan, man. Uh, I guess Stone Cold kind of had a big part in that. And well, did you, WCW did you just got. It?
2: Go what? ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Go ahead. WCW. Uh,
3: they, oh yeah, a lot of people say it had to do with Vince Russo's booking and all his creative, but. I don't know, it got to the point where I guess after Goldberg lost the belt, the streak was over, there was no more magic to it. They just kind of got silly. The David Arquette angle, was it just blew my mind. I couldn't stand it
0: anymore. Did you get pissed like other people did that when Raw was taped and Nitro was live, when they would give the results out? Eh,
3: it, it didn't really bother me, man. I was I was so used to watching tape shows, man. We didn't really have the cable until late 97 or early 98, so pretty much all I ever saw was tape shows, so it really didn't bother me that much.
0: Well, so you're talking to a guy that it was my religion to uh, make sure that I had to tape and the VCR timer set right so I could tape ECW. Oh, so yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. What? Yeah, I mean, as
3: long as I got to watch it, I didn't mind. It's wrestling's wrestling. You sure. love it. You love it.
0: Who uh who who was uh who were you I know you mentioned Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who were some of your other favorite wrestlers or wrestlers that that you started looking to early that that you thought were cool? Uh,
3: let's see. Man, I, I can't lie. I know a lot of people would disagree here with me, but I was a huge Goldberg fan, man. Just everything oh, about Goldberg. it, the, the street, the the everything. I I was I was young, but I I loved Goldberg. Okay. And, uh, let's see, and a lot of people don't like this either, but I, towards the, uh, the end of WCW, I, I was a Jeff Jarrett fan, Double okay. J, man, he was, he was, he had the charisma, he wasn't always oh, the greatest wrestler, but man, he could, he could talk.
0: The first time, and the I, first time that I met Jeff Jarrett, he was in WCW, I met oh, really? him in a, in a hotel lounge, and, uh. Him and I sat and talked for a little bit. This was way, way back, way back. Oh yeah. I know. I know. Laura had a couple of questions for you.
2: All right. Yeah.
1: Um, let's talk here. You know, um, we talked about, you know, going back and why you wanted to become a wrestler and uh, watching everything from since you were a little kid. You know, how did you break into the business? You know, how, who trained you? You know, did you just walk up and say, hey, train me? Or, you know, what exactly happened? How, how did you get involved?
3: Uh, well, it's kind of crazy because I, I never really knew how to get into the business. Like, it was something that I – it was the only thing I've ever really wanted to do is just be a wrestler and to make it. But I never knew how to break into the business, and I – just happened to be looking around online one day, and I saw, uh, I think, I can't remember, it was a post from a local company, SCW, South Carolina Wrestling. They said, uh, training this Saturday, I think it was 1 o'clock, to show up if you think you got what it takes. And I was like, you know what, hey, first time, might as well just go try it out, see how it is. I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know how hard it was going to be. I just went and gave it a shot. And I think I kind of I kind of impressed them that first day because I mean I already knew how to take bumps and wasn't too bad at running the ropes, and I was in halfway decent shape so I just I don't know I, it was uh, I want to say it, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be the training I didn't realize how how bad that ring hurt when you hit it but yeah since that day man it's just been Full throttle ever since. So it's it's
1: in your blood, basically.
3: Oh yeah, I, I love it.
1: And um, who who trained you?
3: It's a mixture. Let's see, my buddy Eric Thompson he had a little hand in it, and a sure. yeah. <laughs> guy named TJ Balls. Yeah, guy named TJ Balls. He did a he did a good good bit of the training too. So
1: what? Let's talk a little bit about Mr. Eric Thompson <laughs> oh, and your and, <laughs> and uh, your um, relationship with him and a and a very suspect ending match. Let's talk about that because I asked <laughs> you two about it at, at Ziggy's last weekend.
2: And yeah.
1: The, the way Eric looked at me, he looked like he lost his best friend or something. When I said, "What was up with that match?" and he was like. You didn't like it, but yeah, let's let's talk
3: about that. All right. Uh, it was it was one of those matches where he he wanted it to be more. Like, I guess you'd say ROH style wrestling. You know the whole no selling, everything fast paced. And uh, I mean, I'll, I'm all right with that. I, I'll wrestle pretty much any style you want to wrestle as long as I'm in there actually doing the thing. And we, I think the promoter told us maybe you know, two or three weeks ahead of time, he wanted us to go out first match, you know, set the bar kind of for everybody else the rest of the night. And at the end, he wanted us to kind of screw the fans over, you know, join forces that way, he set up kind of a tag team for the rest of the night, the rest of the shows. And Eric was, he was all about doing the the whole Hogan finger poke of Doom thing, and I was like, well, I mean, it's been done, you know, I didn't want to do, uh, be a complete copycat, I guess, and so I came up with a thing where we're, we're trading the, the elbows back and forth, and yeah, believe me, they, they hurt, because me and Eric, we're in the ring, we we kind of beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but, uh, no, nah, I came up with the handshake thing, I was like, it's a little bit different, we're not going to copy the finger poke doom thing completely, and... So, I wanted to see how it worked, and everybody there either they loved it or they hated it. So, I'm still kind of on the fence about. It. I would have loved to actually have a finish for the match, but it was just one of those things. You do what the promoter tells you to do. So,
0: now if if you were to have a legitimate, if you were to have a legitimate finish in that match, who do you think would have won? Would have been you or Eric? Uh,
3: I'm not gonna lie, man. Uh, nine times out of ten. I go over Eric. I mean Eric. He does he does a great job what he does, but most of the time they promoters use use him to put other talent over. But I mean he he's good at it. He's he's a hell of a talent.
0: Oh, well, let's let's ask him.
3: All right, let's ask him.
2: Eric. <laughs> oh my God, dude, you're so nice. So nice, Dean. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. That's what I do. I do put over the talent. That's what I do. I said you're good at it, though, man. That's a hell of a compliment. I, I, yeah, hey, hey. That, I'm telling you, that's one of the things that I love to do. Is if I, if I'm not in the best shape and I'm not the greatest in the in-ring performer, at least I can, as you can hear little sleezes in the background.
2: I'll, oh, oh no. <laughs> it's
4: Well, my kid just said I stink. Awesome. But, no, you know, I I appreciate everything that uh, Dean does with me on the road. You know, me and him, like you said, when we go on the road, we beat the teetotal total shit out of each other, and that's how you know you're friends with somebody. Yeah, that's true, man, because
3: I've had a lot of people complain that I'm a little too snug in the ring with them. But I'm like, I mean, grow up a little bit. It's not It's not ballet. (laughs)
0: <laughs> folks, if, if folks if you're just joining us uh, We have Dean Richards and Mr. Slees Eric Thompson on the phone 213-816-1605 Kind of reminds me of something that uh, Mick Foley and Terry Funk Talked about was is that uh, Seemingly the uh, The more that you hurt each other in the ring uh, The more money you make The more money you make, the better friends you become And you know, Did the more you money? hurt each other You know, it's like that never ending cycle Oh yeah Dean, when did we start making money? Uh,
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you guys forgot about that part, right? You're Your to yeah. paid, right? You yeah, they
2: just like to beat
4: the shit out of each other. That's it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that's not what it is. G- give us a ring and, you know, a couple people watching. We'll, we'll go in there and beat the crap
0: out of each other. Now, you – I know well, that Eric. Could... go ahead, Laura.
1: I was going to ask, you know, you said that, you know, you guys t- are going to be a tag team, you know – is this where Team Man Pretty comes into play? Because somebody needs to explain to me exactly what is Team Man Pretty.
4: you want to go with this one, Dean, or you want me to take it? Uh,
3: I'll, let you, I'll let you take this one. That was your idea.
1: Oh, okay,
4: uh, good. I honestly, can't wait. Oh, yeah. Honestly, uh, you know, when me and Dean started traveling together, I, we were trying to get booked as a tag team every place we went. Every place that we went, they would never tag us up at all. And, you know, we went and we actually had shirts made. We got the hashtag Team Man Pretty shirts made because I was like, you know, I'm not the cutest looking guy, you know. I'm not the hottest thing in the ring. You know, if I tag myself with Dean, uh, we can call ourselves Team Man Pretty because in the long run – when we're in the ring, the ladies aren't looking at me. They want us to roll up, but they're looking at the pretty guy in the corner with the baby face and everything, and that would be Dean Richards. So I told Dean, I said, you know, let's get a few of these shirts made. Let's see if we can sell them. Let's see if we can tag up somewhere. Uh, we sold We have sold shirts, but we have not really tagged.
3: <laughs> yeah, we've only tagged in probably three or four different promotions most of the time. We end up going, Eric ends up being heel, and I end up being baby, and that's just how they, they like to keep it.
0: Now you guys, I know that Eric had, uh, had sent me a thing and, and and asked me about the match, and I had told him that asked me to watch the match, and thank you very much, Eric. I was honored that you asked me to what well, my thoughts were on the match, and I sent back a thing to Eric on it, and I told him there was a spot in that match, and you guys can can tell me what it was. It looked like it was almost like a, like a modified version of a power bomb, but it was done on the apron from the floor. Do you remember? You know the spot that I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember. I'm, I'm pretty well, sure always, know. always does it. Okay. <laughs> that, now, to me, this, just being a fan from the outside looking in, that look, that move looked like it legit hurt like hell. I'm just gonna it say does, straight up,
3: every single time. And usually I mean we can, usually we can talk we can talk with the guy setting the ring up to leave a little padding on the side of the ring. Yeah, not this ring. This ring was uh wow, it, I can't even describe this ring. Even the padding on this ring felt like concrete.
4: Well, I actually found out about that ring. It's actually a 60s boxing ring that got converted into a wrestling ring. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it felt like it. it. It was rough.
1: Talk
4: about like
1: some Cliff
4: Compton, Nigeria crap. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've well, heard see, about that, that whole, Go ahead, Eric. Well, see, that little spot right there, the only guy I ever do it to is Dean because Dean trusts me as much as I trust him in the ring, and he's the only one crazy enough that will let me powerbomb him on the apron, just the same as I'm the, one of the only guys that will get in the tree of war for him and let him throw his knee straight through my jaw.
0: So, <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's, that's a fun time,
0: too. <laughs> was <Always laughs> <fun> bloody nose. <laughs> we were talking earlier, do, do you guys ever have any concerns, not so much working with each other, but working with other guys that, that may not be familiar with some of your spots like this and doing apron spots and things like that? Because, you know, obviously we saw what happened to B.J. Whitmer and Ring of Honor. That was a pretty scary moment. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, at one point in time, you know, limiting the power bomb or limiting the uh, pile driver inside of the ring. Then all of a sudden, we started getting crazy spots on the apron. Does that guys ever concern you at all about doing spots like that with anybody else?
2: Well,
3: usually we keep it between us two because most people probably would look at us like we've lost our damn mind if we asked them to do that. Numerous sure, people have told me I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess with us, you know, we're going to look out for each other. I mean, and we would look out for anybody else that we would do it with, too. But I guess if they don't know us that well, they probably wouldn't trust us to do something that crazy.
0: Do you do you think, I'm trying to find the right way to word this, do you guys ever feel like a, a sense of pressure in, in being an in independent wrestling in order to get noticed that at some point in time you're going to raise the bar too high and do something too crazy? Hey, do you feel a sense of pressure on doing stuff like that? Oh uh, well, I've done it before and had, had the consequences for
4: it back in two thousand nine uh I was in a match, and uh, it was just a it was one of those matches that it, the guy booked me in a type A death match. I know everybody's familiar with it. Uh, glass on your knuckles and everything like that. Well, the match right. was getting too surrounded with just the glass on the knuckles and everything, and me being the young first-year guy, I wanted to go out there and do something crazy, so I got on uh, second rope and actually dove to the outside for a guy to, uh, honestly, in wrestling, you're supposed to catch the person and break their fall, at least break their fall a little bit. j broken right there, but um, when I jumped the guy did not the guy did not catch me per se and I landed heel first on concrete and snapped my heel in half. And I was I was actually out supposed to be out for six months, but I loved the business so much that I came back the next week in a cast doing managing, bumping, ended up just getting in the ring basically, cutting the cast off in like a month and a half and getting right back into it. So you know, uh, you, have to, you have to honestly, especially nowadays, and I think Dean will even say this, uh, a lot of guys at shows you go to, you look at the guys and you're like, we got to stand out from all of these guys. All these guys are bringing something different to the table. And when we go out there, we want to, even if it's the first match, I've been yelled at numerous times for going out there and hitting spot after spot after spot in the opening match. But the way I see it is, that first match is going to set the pace for the rest of the show. If you have a lightluster match, the first match, guess what? Everybody in that crowd is going to be like, okay, it's that kind of show. It's going to suck the rest of the show. With, so with get, notice nowadays, you have to do it.
0: Okay. Well, with two guys, I guess this is kind of interesting. With two guys saying that that are trying to get that kind of, uh, you know, trying to get get that tied up as attention and get that type of interest, uh how is it that you, you're able to work with that other person where you both are able to shine? Is it just a mutual agreement that you two have, or how, how do you work it out? How do you approach it, Dean?
3: Ah, uh, it's it's tough trying to trying to outshine Eric sometimes. You know, the it, it gimmick kind of gets him booked. So. I mean, that that, that alone will get him places, but I actually have to you know work and try to stay in halfway decent shape and. You know, work a little bit in the ring, but I don't know. I like working the crazy matches sometimes, but most people don't, so you have to get in there and actually wrestle with them. and It's hard to actually stand out in some locker rooms. I mean, you got guys that are 240 pounds of muscle or, like, they're ripped to shreds. They have the great butt, great look, the great body, but even the guys that have that, man, they can be the worst wrestler that you've ever seen, or they won't have any personality at all. So, I mean, and it's, I've seen it, it's sad that people with, I mean, just because they have that look, they'll get further than people that can actually, you know, halfway wrestle or, you know, can actually work the crowd.
0: Do you think that that forces certain guys on a roster to get involved with some of the, the crazier gimmick matches or, or really push the boundaries to the point where, you know, they can, you know, get hurt or it becomes dangerous?
3: Yeah, I mean if you it's like be be as crazy as you can just so you can get noticed, you know. Sometimes people forget about the wrestling part of it and then they just wanna do
0: stunts. Right now, Dean, who would you say is your favorite televised major performer to watch wrestle?
3: My favorite. Uh I would go with Antonio Cesaro. Why, why Antonio? I mean, the guys. I mean, he's just impressive. You watch him in the ring. He's he's not a huge guy. He's pretty tall. I think he's six five, but he's only probably two hundred and thirty pounds. And the dude might be the strongest guy on the roster. And and plenty of people have said it. His matches are great. I mean, he can go out there with anybody and and have a pretty good match. I mean, the guy, the greats. Like I mean, even William Regal said this. This guy's the future. He's one of the best on the roster. And he's uh, he's not the best on the mic, but his matches are really entertaining to me.
1: I'm
3: um, surprised you didn't see Randy Orton. Ah, don't get me wrong. I, I love Randy Orton, but I mean, I've I've You're seen playing him playing. for the yeah, I've seen Orton <laughs> Russell for the last 12 years, going on 12 years now. I mean, and, and he's he's so static. He's not going to change. At all, I mean his stuff. He's kind of falling in at this point, point. He's uh, he's just doing the same things over and over. But so I'm kind of used to that. But I, I mean, I love Cesaro. I mean, I like to watch his old stuff for, and ROH when he was with uh Chris Hero, Kings of Wrestling. Probably my favorite tag team. Yeah. Is
0: there is there Pardon? someone is there someone right now that that you're looking at? that you want to try to emulate some of their moves or move package like, like a Cesaro is, is there something that, that, that catches your eye that you're saying to yourself, wow, that's kind of, that's fresh or different. Cause I'd like what I'm in total agreement with you with the whole Randy Orton and the, and the John Cena thing. I mean, you, you can close your eyes and watch a match in your head. They've done the same stuff so much.
3: Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's true. And, and it's not their fault. I mean, the guy's, they're on top because they. I mean, they sell merchandise and stuff like that. They're gonna stay on top until the new guys step up and force them out. I mean, why try if you don't have to? I guess when you're making that kind of money. But as far as as far as moves go, I mean, Cesaro, he's got he's got he's got a great move set, and uh, but I mean, I watch him and guys like Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen might have the most impressive actual move set in the Indies, and uh. Chris Hero, he's got he got some pretty crazy stuff too. Uh, the way I throw my elbows now, I'm, I'm heavily considering using the, like a knockout
0: elbow shot. Hmm. What what are uh what what are some of the promotions that we can find you in now, Dean? Who are you working for?
3: This year, actually, I've uh I've backed off a little bit on my show dates because I'm uh, switching. Well, I'm kind of in between jobs and. Looking for one that's going to actually let me wrestle like I want to. It's hard to find one that will give me weekends off. So probably this year, uh, I'll be in South Carolina wrestling, of course. Uh, it's uh, right down the road for me, so it's it's easy to get to. Uh, let will see. Lynx Wrestling, it's, they usually run in Lancaster or Gaffney or somewhere like that. Uh, Diamond Pro wrestling out of Georgia, and, uh, Eric, what is it, uh, Cameron K's got us at AIWF coming up pretty soon in, around Charlotte.
4: Hopefully, Hopefully yeah.
3: <laughs> out of Mount Airy, or something like that. Oh,
1: that, uh, yeah, that's in Mount Airy, up near Winston,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be, uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's trying to get us out up there at some point this year, so... Those are really the main uh, ones cool. right now because of my work schedule. Okay. Well Do who, you who would
1: you like to wrestle on the Indies, uh, Dean? I mean is there anyone? <laughs> who would I like,
3: like to wrestle? I, yeah. Who uh, yeah,
1: this is a guy I've got to have a match with, you know.
3: A guy I've got to have a match
1: with,
3: uh, Yeah. And that's so difficult to actually answer. Uh there's so many guys I'd probably are we talking, like, major indies, or are we talking, like, local indies?
1: Well, anybody. Anybody that you've you watched wrestle say, you know, I think he and I could have a good match together.
3: Hmm. Well, uh, let's see. I would uh, I'd say Shane Helms. I think we'd have a pretty good match. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. I think that would be pretty good. Uh, Chris Hero. Hell, maybe even Kevin Thien. I think that would be a pretty good match too.
1: I'd pay money for that. I certainly would.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: maybe maybe, hey, maybe, hey, maybe see you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe see I, you I and Kevin an uh, Thien on. Oh God.
4: What is uh, that scares me? What's your idea? Since uh, yeah. since uh, since Love and Laura has connections. I think Team Manpretty should take on uh her BFF and uh Zane Riley one day.
3: Wait, who's her BFF?
4: Caleb Connolly.
3: Oh god.
1: Oh god, what?
3: I didn't say anything.
1: <laughs>
2: no, it's uh You
1: you think I've got that kind of pull to to uh put together a match like that?
3: Hey, uh, to <laughs> I've, I've faced Zane several times, that's always a good time I've never never been in the ring with Caleb So that would be a different experience
1: Well, l- let me see what I can do about
0: that <clears throat> Dean, is there is there anything that's coming up That you've got within the next month or two That we can promote or put up on the website? Uh, let's see Do we
4: have anything major coming up, Eric? Eric
0: uh, yeah, let's know. see,
4: well, you got, you got South Carolina wrestling coming up next week. Yeah, I have SCW
3: next Saturday. And uh, where's that, know that? That's, that'll be in Coronaca, South Carolina, at the, uh, at the fire department. Okay.
1: Yeah, you're in a tag team match, right?
3: Uh, yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, well, at least that's what they're, they're
3: promoting. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, it's a tag team match. <laughs> I have to remember sometimes this. Working for so many different promotions, you forget. Yeah, yeah. Working for so many promotions, you forget. You forget what matches you're doing where.
0: No, I understand. I understand. But yeah, we'll be
3: in a. It'll be a tag team match there, and uh, I'm not sure about anything major besides that. Maybe, maybe. uh... By the end of next month or something like that, we'll have something big set up. Okay, if
0: people awesome. want to if people want to find you on social media, on Facebook or on Twitter, how can they do that? Uh,
3: let's see. Twitter is at New Breed three zero three zero, and uh, Twitter you can just look up Dean Richards. it got it'll be a picture of me. You'll see the team man, pretty shirt, sure, uh, pretty. Pretty uh, self-explanatory. So that's
0: okay. about it. Okay. Well, Dean, I certainly want to thank you for taking the time to speak to us tonight. Like I said, I wasn't familiar with you. I've seen a few of your matches, and uh, you know, I, I think that uh, I think that things look really good for you. I hope that hope we want to be able to see more of you in the future.
3: yeah, no doubt, man. Appreciate that.
0: All right. So, Dean Eric, thank you very much for being with us. Now, Eric, I know that we'll be talking to you pretty soon. Oh yeah. All right, guys, thank you very much. Have a good night, okay? All right, Bob, Laura, y'all have a good night. Thank you, sir. Later,
1: team man pretty. All
0: right, Bob. (laughs) And there they go, folks. That was uh, Dean Richards and Eric Thompson, uh, both of them stopping by to to chat with us for a while. Uh, Like I had said at the beginning of the show, I I was not familiar with Dean. I've seen seen a few of his matches. I saw the match with Eric. Uh, That was a hard-hitting match. I'm not going to lie to you. When when uh Eric uh first asked me to to look at it and give me his thoughts and you know like I said to Eric I was very honored and very humbled that, that he would ask my opinion of the match or ask me to you know to look at the match and uh ask me what my thoughts of it were and uh and, you know, those guys uh they went back and forth. There's there's no lie about that.
1: They sure did and you know they gave a great match um anywhere. I mean that power bomb alone, I cringed when he did it. I thought, Oh God, that's gonna hurt.
0: Yeah, that's why I made a point to ask him about that. And I, and I even yeah. sent him that on the message. That was uh, that was a pretty tough move. Pretty tough move. And you're going to have to remind me. You're going to have to make a note of this so that when we do get uh, when we do get Eric on, and we'll, we'll, we'll have. I guess I kind of gave it away. We're going to have Eric on the show coming up on a future date. Please remind me to talk to him about his trunks.
1: Do you not like his trunks?
0: I didn't say I didn't like them. I didn't say that I did like them. Just remind I me to. I they're
1: certainly pretty. I'll remind you.
0: They're yeah, pretty something. They're pretty,
1: spooky, something. I
0: think. They're they're pretty something. That's for sure.
1: So, duly uh, noted. I will, I will, uh, I will, I will.
0: I will uh, I will certainly have to talk to him about that. Both of them, uh, both those guys are very cool. It's very nice talking to, uh, you know, talking to new talent, talking to, to, to new wrestlers. I don't want to say new talent because cause obviously Dean's been around for a little bit, but uh, nice hearing his perspective on things. You know, uh, every now and then we get a little peek behind the curtain, and, uh, you know, I, I know that uh, that's always cool. You know I always always like hearing it from them, especially guys that are going out and wrestling in fire departments and wrestling in armories and wrestling in school gymnasiums where the you know the ticket price is ten bucks or eight dollars, you know, and these guys are out there you know plying their craft, doing what they do um you know and giving it their all you know for the fans you know and whether there's our ten fans there, whether there's you know three hundred and fifty you know going out and helping. You know, keep us entertained. You know, and 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 that's what it's about to me. So,
1: and they, those two work really hard. I've seen them wrestle. Um, and you know, I've seen. Yeah, they just they work really hard. They're they're independent wrestlers that have regular day jobs and they're out there on the weekends, busting their butts to entertain uh, people. So if. You got indie wrestling in your town, folks, go see it. It's five or ticket prices could be anywhere from five to fifteen bucks. Go see it. It's worth it. Go do it. Help people out.
0: I think, yeah, and I think, you know, that's a big misconception by people that, you know, just because somebody's a wrestler and I, you know, whether or not they're wrestling for an independent promotion or if they're wrestling for a, a name promotion, I can tell you this folks, and Laura, and Laura knows this, I have contacted folks that are on televised wrestling and I'm not talking about on your local Channel 8 at 3 o'clock in the morning, but on a national channel, and I'm not going to say the promotion and I'm not going to say the name, that are on a national channel that I have tried to work out to have come on the show, and we talk about the date and time, this, that, and the other, and are unavailable to come onto the show because they're working a shift job. So, you know, it's not always as glamorous as what folks may think that it is.
1: That's true. It's it's not all bright lights in big cities.
0: That is, <clears throat> you are right. Folks, I'm going to take a page out of my diary. Oh, Lordy,
1: is this going to be how how much you love Dusty Roads?
0: No, it's not going to be how much I love Dusty Roads. We're not going to go into <laughs> Dusty Roads. What this is, folks, this is a page out of my diary You know, I've told folks that I am a wrestling genius, but most of the time, I'm just a madman.
1: And I just wanted to give
0: you some of my thoughts. On the heels of what I consider the most vocal disapproval of the WWE pay-per-view and booking at the Royal Rumble, I just wanted to share some thoughts with you of 35-plus years of watching wrestling. I have always been of the school that it doesn't take a 20-man writing team to create a story or an angle. What hampers today's writing, or creative, is the lack of a jobber, the amount of televised wrestling programming we get, and constant heel-face turns of characters. First, I'm going to address the jobber. You know, this is a guy that loses to a star. I remember good jobbers like Joe Thurman, Buddy Parker, Barry Horowitz. They made stars look big so that when two, two bigger stars finally wrestled, it was a bigger event. Today we get guys that are booked to lose that just two weeks ago were main event material and are losing in a weak fashion that lends no credibility to their character. We get an eight-minute match where a guy gets squashed, and last week he was just putting on a wrestling clinic. A guy that immediately comes to mind is Kofi Kingston. In this day and age, it's impossible to return to the jobber. It's just not going to happen. What could happen is a better rotation of stars facing stars, having decent matches within a bigger storyline. The problem that I see is that there's just too much match repetition, and we just talked about that with Dean Richards. This brings me to my second point. It used to be that we got one or two hours of wrestling per week, in that time frame, we would get matchups and build up for bigger matches or events. This was a time, folks, when, believe it or not, a big event or a pay-per-view was usually held every three months. Now we have endless programming thanks to the Internet. Currently, the WWE has six hours of mainstream televised programming, not counting what you can get on Hulu Plus and, and online. TNA has two hours plus online content. Ring of Honor has one hour in certain markets and other online programming. The WWE is uh, content working a three-week program of storylines to set up a monthly pay-per-view. This is usually how it works. You get a pay-per-view. Then that first week, you get a revisit of the pay-per-view and recycled pay-per-view matches. Week number two, you get a new storyline start or you continue the storyline. Week three, you set matches. Week four is the go-home for the pay-per-view. So we've got a really short cycle. TNA has the exact opposite problem. Even in their move to cut back on the amount of paid pay-per-views, their long storylines killed great opportunities. The aces and eights angle, the Joseph Park story, this went on entirely too wrong, and... They have the inevitable problem of rotating the wrong talent. There has to be some kind of happy medium for the wrestling fan. A simple look at who is on the pay-per-view card may be the answer. Top stars draw top money. I get that. But if they're on TV every week and on every pay-per-view, fans seem to become more discontent. I can't think of anything being more discontent or being anything worse than what we saw at the Royal Rumble, with the fans chanting "same old shit" during the mm-hmm. Cena and Orton match.
1: Yeah, and boring that, and chanting and your name.
0: Chanting, you know, yep. we want, yeah, we want divas, what, whatever, during the entire match. Uh, I think that. I think that that's what made the CM Punk John Cena storyline that happened a couple years ago actually worked because Punk went off. You know, he went off air. I think that's what made that story work. And Punk told us that we were having John Cena crammed down our throats week after week after week. And we were. Maybe in an era where there is no jobber, instead of piling up these losses and making guys look unbelievable, you simply have to have them off the card occasionally. Lastly, the heel-face turn. Since the Steve Austin era, there has never been a more confusing time in character development. Austin was billed as a legitimate bad guy whom the fans turned into a working man's anti-hero hero. Now we get the Miz, who is a face one week, a heel the next, then back to the face. The Big Show has had so many character turns, I'm not sure he even knows what to do. One of the best heel turns that I can think of in recent memory for me was Bobby Roode in TNA. Had the classic setup of tag team, tar- tag team partners vying for the title, and Roode made it great. Some guys are born heels. Others aren't. Wrestling needs both in order to survive. Wrestling fans will always cheer for a good guy underdog if they believe in the underdog. Look at what happened to Daniel Bryant in spite of what the WWE has done. I mean, you are going to put him in the Wyatt family? Really? You're going to put your top draw. You're going to put him in a jumpsuit, and you're going to put him in the Wyatt family. Simply, a face wins by following the rules. He helps his fellow wrestlers and fights for good. A heel will always cheat to win, double-cross everybody, and tell the fans to shut up. It's not hard. Wrestling was built on the simple foundation of a good guy or girl versus a bad guy or girl. We as fans have complicated it. Our expectations of being immediately entertained has left nothing for the imagination to work with. God, Laura, I miss going to the store and picking up my copy of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, just to read the results.
1: Me and you both, Bob, because that's exactly what I used to do. When I was, you know, a teenager, a young teenager, I, I went to the drugstore to check out who was on Pro Wrestling Illustrated and see, you know, see what Lex Luger did down in Florida that I couldn't watch, you know. And mm-hmm. you make a good you make a good point about, taking people off the card and I know this is this goes back way back. You know, there for a while Andre the Giant was not on WWF because Vince was knew that he had this great thing and he knew that people saw it every week, saw Andre every week rather that it wouldn't be that special anymore. So he let, you know, other promotions borrow him. That's why you could see Andre in Mid-South or uh, in Mid-Atlantic, or, or, you know, whatever. And I, I think maybe they need to get back to that, not lending out to other promotions, but maybe taking them off TV for a little while, like they did with Punk, because everybody was like, got to get Punk back, we've got to get Punk back. And when he came back, it was awesome. And th- he kind of did that this, you know, this past summer. He did the same thing. He took some time off. And when he came back, he and Jericho had this great match. So... You know, maybe they ought to just, you know, take a page from their own history and think maybe we don't need John Cena shoved down our throats every week or Randy Orton or don't bill up a match that I've seen 20 million times as the greatest rematch in the history of ever, you know. It wasn't.
0: Well, I know that you know there there were a couple of things that came to mind after after I started looking into this and one of them was I remember a, a guy that I talked to way back in the day way back in the Bunkhouse Bob days when when Bunkhouse Bob almost put pen to paper and signed with the IWA a guy by the name of Bull Miller uh I was at his wrestling school and he told me that Bob just remember that every match is booked off of one thing, and I said, "What's that, Bull?" He said, "The rematch." You know, so even mm-hmm. going back then, you know, it, it was always about it was always about having the rematch. You know, and um, and I and I really do think I I, I honestly believe this, and, and I understand I get the point of merchandising. I, I understand the idea of promotion, and you want your top people there. People pay to see top stars. They pay to see their top stars while I'm wearing the $20 T-shirt of my top star and the $10 wristbands and the glow stick and the collector's cup and the program. I get that. you know, I, I, I realize that. But at this point in time, uh, because we have fast-tracked the schedule of wrestling and we're constantly getting... Uh, the same matches over and over and over again, um, you know, I I think that that's what's really killing it. I I just think that uh, that there's just not anything left to the imagination. I I honestly believe that. There's nothing there, you know, to envision, you know. I remember, and this would be a more modern thing for, for folks that remember ECW, I think probably one of the, I think Paul Heyman said that one of the greatest ECW angles was when the Sandman was "quote unquote" blinded by Tommy Dreamer, and this is on the uh, history of ECW DVD.
2: <clears throat>
0: excuse me, where he talks about uh, after the incident occurred, where you know he, he got blinded, um, that the Sandman, to his credit, did not leave his house for like 30 days. He didn't call anybody. He didn't talk to anybody, so when he came to the ECW arena to announce his quote-unquote retirement and then turned and you know turned on Tommy Dreamer, everybody thought the guy was legitimately blinded. And you and I remember talking to uh, uh, Len Denton, and he said something right. to me that he said something to me that stuck with me ever since that ever since that the time we talked to him. Where you know I asked him about you know kayfabe being dead and the internet ruining, ruining wrestling or you know doing this or that, and Len Denton saying, "You make or break your own kayfabe," you know, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Punk at the beginning of the of the program, you know, guys don't necessarily have to be injured in a storyline in order to take some time off, you know, I mean. Uh, Guys are, are are wrestling dark matches that that people will see at live events, but they're snapping pictures of it and putting it out all over the internet. You know, I think that's right. the thing that, you know, with Daniel Bryan. I mean, those pictures went up and out lickety split.
1: Yeah, when he was when uh, when he made his debut as a member of the Wyatt family. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it and up, what I
0: think. When I, what I think nixed that whole idea was the crowd reaction to it, number one, the crowds weren't that thrilled with it, and the Internet reaction to it. You know, that, that, yeah. that whole thing just completely befuddled me. I mean, you'd already tried to do that with Kane, and I know we're talking a lot about WWE, but I'm just, these are the examples that are coming to my mind. You know, there was the inclination that we were going to do it with Kane, and then that just kind of dropped off. You know, mm-hmm. he went off to go yeah. film a movie, and everybody thought he was being brainwashed by the Wyatt family. Nothing ever came of it. Now he got corporate Kane in the suit. So then we're going to try to do the same thing. We'll, we'll 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 try to insert Daniel Bryan into this group. You know, which you know, neither here nor there it didn't work. Guess what the match of the night was? Guess what the match of the pay per view was? It was Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Best so, match on there. You know, that whole thing of, you know, we're just going to try to throw something at the wall until it sticks or we're going to try to force this in just doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know. The, this this notion, you know, I, I think I think what the WWE has done with this you know, the the idea of the streaming network and the app and all that, they understand that their fans are tech savvy. But they also have to understand, in being tech savvy, you know, where you've got, you know, two-year-old children playing with uh, tablets now, is that you're going to have to understand that the fan that was of John Cena's 10 years ago, that 10-year-old kid, is now 20 years old. Everything and being most likely not like, yeah,
1: it doesn't like John Cena any longer, um, but and we've said this before who do you replace him with you
0: know you, you can't you can't right now if you're trying to if you're trying to find a molded character that's on the roster right now to replace John Cena you're not it's just like if you're looking for a molded character to replace AJ Styles and TNA you're not it's just not going to happen you're, you know
1: you're, i think you're exactly what, right
0: I think what folks are going to have to realize both in in creative development and in in ownership and in, in promotion is is that at some point in time the well goes dry. And you're just going to have to look at other people and test some other things. You know, that that constant, you know, that constant same matchup may be a money draw, but at some point it's going to cause, you know, friction with the fans. You know, I know a lot of people that were very upset at the end of the Rumble, and I put it out. I posted a, a tweet about it. You know, just think if we had waited another month, you'd only had to pay nine ninety nine to see that match instead of fifty four ninety five in HD.
1: Well, and you know, um, our good friend Terry Houston brought up a good point in a Facebook post. If they're charging you that much for that, what's it going to be like when they're only charging you ten bucks a month for it? Yeah, you know, that is so a very that, good point. Is the quality is quality going to go down? Um, yeah, I mean they basically got us. You know, well, you know they, they've think, got us over that, a barrel now.
0: Well, I think then that's where we have to turn to independent wrestling. You know, I think I we think have to go exactly back right. to re- You know, I I, I, I think it. Go ahead.
1: I said it on my Facebook. You know, I've been spoiled. By independent wrestling, uh, watching all the Dragon Gates and the evolved and and the PWX being there live show, seeing that match with Cedric Alexander and AJ. Styles, I'm spoiled, and I'm kind of bored with you know what's out there on Monday nights and on Thursday nights. you know I, I think you're right. I think our refuge is independent wrestling.
0: And I just got a message from someone that said, "Bob, I thought that you stopped watching the WWE. I have folks. my hand to God. I have not watched WWE on television since January 1st of this year. All the stuff that I'm going over is from, from memory and stuff that I've read on Twitter and stuff that I've, 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 I've called off of Facebook. I, 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 am, right. I made a promise that I would not watch WWE except for the exception of uh, WrestleMania for one calendar year. And uh, so far, to be honest with you folks, I haven't really missed it. I haven't missed it. Not after not after reading what I've read and, and 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 hearing what I've heard, I don't feel like I've missed out on a whole hell of a lot. And that's you just haven't. my opinion.
1: You haven't. You know? I mean, and I watched the Rumble and was so sadly disappointed with the whole thing.
0: Well, I just know that there are other things that are out there that I can I can put my money in. uh... I just, you know, I, I I just find it difficult to believe that in this day and age, with the demographic that most major wrestling promotions shoot for, which is eighteen to thirty-five, with the exception of, you know, a children's market for toys, you know, because right. you know eighteen to thirty-five are the ones that are actually paying for the merchandise, they're paying for the pay per views they're buying the tickets. I just find it difficult to believe that you're going to continue to offer to the fan the same recycled matchups over and over, whether it be on television, online, on pay-per-view, and not get some kind of rebuttal about it. And then when fans do, like I'm doing, I'm sure I'll get some type of heat for this from somebody. You know, All of a sudden now I'm a smart, I'm a smartass. I know better than the promoter. I know better than Vince McMahon. I know better than the wrestlers. Folks, I'm just a fan. I'm just telling you from a fan's perspective. Am I going to pay 54.95 or better yet, am I going to pay 29.95 for a ticket to go see Randy Orton and John Cena wrestle again? The answer is no. I'm not. Because I've already seen it. I don't need to see it again. Do I have my favorite matches from yesteryear, you know where timeless classics are? Certainly I do. And I know that Laura does as well. We all do but you're not going to serve me the same leftovers week after week and reheat them in the microwave and try to tell me that I'm dining in a five-star restaurant. (laughs) we got a saying down here in the South. It goes something like this. Don't piss down my back and try to tell me it's raining.
1: (laughs) What y'all do down there, good God.
0: (laughs) That's what I know. Folks, I also wanted to uh, I wanted to mention again, and uh, we will put this up on the website tonight. Um, if you are planning on going to the PWX show on February fifteenth, Rise of a Champion Nine in Concord, you can go to pwxprowrestling.com backslash tickets, and you can enter in this code and get a four dollar discount off of any ticket. The code is PWX lfa4 that's a four dollar discount off of a ticket Uh, this would again would make kids or children's tickets under the age of 10 only a dollar for general admission and adults it would be eleven dollars for general admission Uh, and again that code is exclusive for our show Uh, and again i got another message it says uh, are you guys being paid by pwx bob you're a sellout uh, folks, I'm no, not being paid not. by PWX. Uh, I am not a sellout. This just happens to be a, a friend of ours who runs a promotion, a very good promotion, I might add, uh, that is doing something for the fans of this show. Because believe it or not, folks, I was going over the numbers and I talked about this with Laura. In the three short weeks that we've been on air, uh, we have almost 500 downloads. uh... And for a, an upstart show to have over 500 downloads, and I'm not tooting our own horn, I'm very humble about this, I want to say thank you to the fans. Obviously, we're doing something that you like. Obviously, we're talking about something that, that you want to hear about. Um, we're we're very, very happy. You're very, very humbled that you invite us into your homes or on your laptop or on your iPod or on your iPad every week and, and listen to my ramblings and listen to Laura uh, stroke my ego and, you know, all that other stuff. It's uh you know, it is. It is very humbling. We had, I had a very nice message from a from a guy in Brooklyn, New York, uh, saying that he listened to the show and enjoyed it. You know, and how humbling is that to you know to just have somebody out of the blue say, you know, what we checked out I checked out your podcast and we really think you guys are great. You know, you know, keep up the good work. You know, that's you know that's that's very cool. Uh, you know, like I said, we just try to provide the information for you. We talk about things that we find interesting. If you have something, a wrestler or a wrestling promotion, um, that you'd like to talk about or would like to hear us talk about, Laura, what's the email address?
1: Live from the Armory at gmail dot com.
0: If you send us an email and say, "Hey, can you uh, do you have any information on so and so? You know, uh, can you can you can you find out anything about him? Can you get him on the show? Send us an email. You know, I can tell you this, folks." Uh, we are booked up with guests through April, and we're into May. Uh, we have people that, that we – I can't wait to tell you who's coming on this show. We have some very, very cool be good. guests that
2: are coming
0: on, some very cool guests, and uh, very humbled and very appreciative of everybody taking the time out of their day to uh, to check us out. So, uh, you know, you can find us uh, on Twitter, at From the FromTheArmory. Uh, you can find uh, us on Facebook. Laura, what's the Facebook page?
1: The Facebook page is www.facebook.com backslash live.armory.9.
0: Folks, we really appreciate you tuning in tonight. We will be back next Wednesday night, 7 p.m. like we are every Wednesday night. Can't think of a better way to spend a Wednesday night other than with you good people. Laura, you have anything you want to say to the folks before we go?
1: Thank you all for the support and for the love and for the downloads and Uh, We just love you. We
0: just love y'all. Oh, she's full of the love. That's right. Folks, thank you very much for being with us tonight. Uh, Hope that you have a good evening, and we will see you here next Wednesday night. Have a good night, folks.
2: Bye-bye.